This episode of the podcast is brought to you by none other than your mother. If you do enjoy, and I hope you do, please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, high five, send me an email, send me a couple bucks, either or. Enjoy the podcast. Wow. What's going on, guys? Welcome back for another podcast. Oh, man, it's been way too long. It's been way too long. Pretty much just been busy. Had a lot of, I have a lot of good, 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 positive, tremendous, life-changing things going on in my life. I'm not just making that up to, uh, to make myself feel better. Um, unfortunately, I can't tell you guys about any of them. But uh, aside from just living life uh, as a barber, running a business, and trying to keep it together, everything else is going pretty well. Um, and I, I, I can't, I can't complain at this point. So today's podcast, don't look at it as me complaining or any of that. This is just some shit that I've been thinking about. And uh, aside from the renovations that I've been doing in my house, I had to set up, set aside a little, little section for the podcast uh, so I can get these, these thoughts out. Um, I really would have loved to have a so ideally here's what I'm thinking about doing in the future I like having a a nice zen place for the podcast especially when it comes to doing the video versions of it Um, I prefer the the video versions of it because I think I mean I I know a lot of people uh, that are have jobs that are uh, maybe they're just listening to this in the background but I personally love the visual side of it but what I would love to do is have my own office space where I can have a podcast equipment and everything already just set up so that if I want to have some people on, I could just say, hey, come on over to the studio and we can just throw down and have a podcast. So that's that would be ideal. Uh, but today, today we're going to talk about things that I remember how they were when I was a kid and kind of talk about how they are nowadays. Uh, it's gonna start off. It's gonna start off pretty. Uh, oh, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know how, how you would consider it, but it's gonna start off. Uh, I guess on a negative note, but it's gonna end more positive. I, I promise. Um, but I think you guys are gonna find this very, very relatable. So, uh, the first thing that popped into mind is uh, I, like many others, scroll aimlessly through Instagram, YouTube, um, all the social media uh, platforms. I I probably said it in other podcasts, but I, I'm not really interested in getting a TikTok. I think TikTok started off for uh, little kids, tweens, and uh, I still find it a little bit repulsive that it is now branched into an adult uh, platform. Um, it's a little bit concerning, but that's just coming from someone who doesn't use it actively or at all. I don't even have an account. So who knows? It's probably a lot different. But when I first saw it come out, I was a little little disappointed. But on these social media uh, sites and, and apps, my mine is pretty much just filled with it's all thirst traps. It's all um, girls with their, you know, showing their, their underwear, their bras, Basically, basically butt-ass naked. And I think that is so different from when I used to 
be in the dating world. Uh, I don't remember. Well, we didn't really have social. We didn't have social media back then. So this whole thing is is everything's different because of social media and because of technology. So there's no lying that just having technology ramp up the way it has over the last 10, 15 years has extremely uh, amplified all of this. So everything that I'm going to talk about today is is pretty much because of the fact that we now have computers in our hands all the time and we could we could do what we do uh, but back then when I would be in the dating world or I'd have a girlfriend uh, it's like to to get any of these types of explicit photos where it was like a girl in her in her bra or underwear or whatever we would have to we would have to really really finesse I mean even if we were in a long-term relationship, we were a steady two two weeks in. We we would really have to fight for these for these these photos, um, and and nowadays you don't even need that. You don't need it at all, which I think is is crazy because I think it's really starting to uh, we're starting to really devalue um, our our own culture. Um, Women are kind of devaluing themselves uh, because social media is is basically boiling them down to just something hot to look at, which is uh, on one hand it's like wow man these these girls are beautiful, but on the other hand it's kind of like this can't end well, this cannot end well. I mean, it seems as though it seems as though like almost every profile right where there's like a girl that's posting these types of explicit photos there's always that infamous link in their profile that leads to their OnlyFans and although it's super it's great that they're taking control and they're they're making money off of it you you got one side of of the coin of people that are like you know women are equal you know we're we're just as good as men and and you know we're not just a piece of meat but on the other side of things, there's girls that are just like, no, we, uh, yeah, we are equal, but we are a piece of meat, and we, uh, we're gonna sell it for a lot of money. We're gonna sell it for a lot of money. Maybe the attitude is like, you know, this is what this is what men, this is what society seems to want. So we're just gonna capitalize on that. So from that standpoint, I can kind of appreciate it because maybe they're not buying into it. You know, maybe, maybe deep inside they don't—they're not thinking I'm devaluing myself, and that's okay because I'm making money. Maybe it's just like, hey, if this is what they want, this is what we're gonna give them—supply and demand. So, I'm kind of conflicted, uh, very conflicted. I mean, um, I'll say it now: with with me having a child in the future, uh, especially a daughter, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna to be tough because I'm a I'm a I'm a dude that is experiencing this stuff, and I was a, a I was a young kid once who you know my hormones were out of fucking control. So it's that's gonna be life changing in itself. But how do I? How am I going to possibly um, manage that? You know, I guess the only thing I could do is teach my kid values. And teach them what I what I think is right and what I what I feel deep down is right, and what they decide to do with it, 
you can't really you can't really force your hand upon it. Uh, someone once told me they say, "Look, your kid is going to be there, there's going to be parts of your kid that resemble you and resemble what you do and things that you've done." Um, but at the end of the day, they're a completely different person, which I've already kind of understood. I've, I've already come to that conclusion, and I 100% agree with that. My kid is going to be like me, but they are not going to be me. My kid is going to be like my wife, but is not going to be my wife. And I completely understand that. And, you know, at the end of the day, you want your kids to be uh, their own individual, which I'm, I'm 100% okay with. I've, I've come to that conclusion. So with that being said, yeah, that's a, you know, that's a huge difference that I've noticed is, is how easy it is to get, uh, I, you, you don't, you don't need to be, or get yourself into a, a long-term relationship to, to see these sides of people. You're seeing a girl in her underwear before you even know her, her real fucking name. Uh, before you even get to know who that person is, you, you immediately boil them down to, uh, just a piece of ass, which again, it's in our mind. That's, I don't want to say that's how men are programmed, but, but it's also being put out there. It's like, if you go to the grocery store and you see a, you see a cupcake, there's no other way I could see that as the individual ingredients. I don't think, man, that's flour and sugar and icing and whatever. I'm just like, no, that's a fucking cupcake. So when there's some ass on Instagram, I'm I'm not thinking, man, that's a person. That's somebody with who who can probably hold great conversations. That's somebody who's intelligent and has a informed opinion about world things. No, it's a piece of ass, and it sucks. It sucks to uh, for that to be the immediate uh, feeling, but that's kind of the world that we're we're currently dealing with. Another thing that that I've noticed that I'm also very conflicted about is uh, when you go on social media. Um, let's say Facebook. Facebook is a big one for this. Um, a lot of people say, "Well, you know." I don't. I only use Facebook because I have family in other states and or even other countries, and I don't get to see them very often at all. So me posting pictures of myself, my family, my husband, whatever, is me updating them on what what's going on in in my life. Which again, I I completely understand that. But where I I feel like I need to draw the line is is posting pictures, um, of your kids. I think it's okay to post family pictures of your kids. Um, yeah, that's great. Those those average p- pictures that say, "Hey, we're here, we're still alive," and uh, you know, this is us at a carnival. This is us uh, picking apples. This is us at the you know picking pumpkin. Whatever it is, that stuff is totally normal. But posting pictures of your kids in the bathtub, posting. Uh, you know, my wife had mentioned someone had posted a, a picture of their kid in a bathtub and then had like, uh, like an emoji over their over their private parts or something. I mean, come on, guys. Even when when I was a, when I was younger, of course, again, we didn't have this stuff, but we had like Polaroid pictures of this stuff. You know, and you didn't carry those around. You didn't take them to your friend's house and say, "Look at that." I, I, maybe some people did, but like. You didn't put it on the fucking World Wide Web 
for everybody to see. I just don't think people need to see pictures of your kid uh, in a bathtub. I, I, I just I don't think it's appropriate. Um, and and my wife and I are gladly we're on the same page with that. And I know people listening to this may not agree, um, may have kids, may be posting their kids online. And like I said, I, I think it's fine to post pictures of your kids on online. Um, it, it, at least like at least make an effort to like not expose your kids. Um, they don't have a say in it. You, you are choosing to do that. Um, I, I just, I don't understand why, why people would do that. I'm assuming it's well-intentioned. Like people aren't posting these pictures, um, thinking about it. Like I'm, I may be thinking about what, what it could you know what it what it could be doing in the long run. There's fucking perverts online, so that's the first thing that I'm thinking of. But I I know you guys are well intentioned, uh, but just think about that next time you're posting pictures of your kids. Um, you know, try to it. Like I said, it's okay to post your your typical pictures of kids with the family or uh, the kids doing something funny or something like that. But just be mindful of that that stuff. There's, you know. We're kind of in a time where, where, you know, if you were to go up to somebody and say, "Hey, can uh, do you think you could show me a picture of your kids?" or "Hey, do you think you could send me a picture of your kids?" people would be, people would be, uh, very thrown back by that. Be like, "Fuck no! Why would I? Why would I? Don't even know you. Why would I show you pictures of my kids?" But at the same time, we're glad to put it on social media for whatever reason because social media it's just there's something in in the there's there's things built into the system that make you feel good when people like it make you feel good when people comment uh you see those notifications and you hear that notification noise and it's a it's a boost of uh of endorphins that that just make you feel fucking great for whatever reason for a split second and that's just uh i just I don't know. I guess that's just my opinion on it, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe when the time comes and I'm a parent, then maybe things will change. But I can almost say they probably won't, as far as that goes. Um, I may even get more more strict about that. But having this conversation with my wife has has been it's been relieving because we both see eye to eye on it, and uh, I think that's all that matters. I think that's all that matters. Um, this next one this is a pretty big one. I, I, it, I, the the more I like as I was writing this out, I, I started to feel like man, this is what, this is like that man back in my day. It, it feels very reminiscent of, you know, me being like old, but I know I'm not. Thirty one years old, not fucking old. But some people, some people would think that. Uh, of themselves. Uh, so, playing in the neighborhood. Playing in the neighborhood. I would get in trouble all the fucking time. Because I would just leave my house and go to a friend's house down the street and be gone for hours. My parents would be like, where the fuck did Nick go? There was probably a few occasions. I remember one or two where the cops were called. Because my mom didn't know where the fuck I was. And I get that. That that was the shit we're scared about. I mean, we're still scared about 
getting kidnapped and shit. But it's not so much more because nowadays kids are, they'd rather be inside on their phones. Um, you know, if you have a bunch of kids over, if you have a bunch of kids and they're all hanging out, most likely they're all on their phones, sitting in a circle on the couch, talking to their other friends or possibly even talking to each other from across the room. Uh, that's a huge thing. That's huge. I think that comes down to, you know, when your kid is like two years old, three years old, are you going to put a fucking iPad in their in their hands? Are you going to are you going to give them your phone and say, here, just look at this if they're being obnoxious? I mean, I would hope that that's not what I'm planning to do, but who knows? Maybe maybe I'm just thinking about this stuff because my future, because I have a baby on the way. It's, it's definitely, it's stuff I've thought about, but stuff I didn't really, really feel too passionate about until, you know, more, more recently, I would say. But it's still, uh, I don't know, there, there was just something, there was something about being out of the house for like eight to ten hours for a day, and then coming back, like you, you're, the, the sun rises and you're fucking out of the house. And then just before the sun sets, you're like, by the time you get, by the time you get home, it's, it's like dark. And even, even then we're playing like ghosts in the graveyard. We're playing fucking hide and seek in the dark. And, uh, our parents, they probably still kind of worried about us, but they knew that everything was going to be fine because the fucking neighborhood had it together. Uh, We didn't really have to worry about anything. And. And now what you have to worry about is kids getting into stuff online that they really shouldn't be getting into. The the internet is filled with endless possibilities. And I don't give a shit if there's YouTube kids uh, or if these there's kids' versions of these, these different apps. It doesn't fucking matter because all it takes is one search. And you don't think these kids are smart enough? I was in middle school putting proxies uh, into the internet uh, into the internet uh, at school so I could play video games. If you don't think kids now can do more than that, you're nuts. Kids are absolutely doing that. We we had computer rooms, and we would just put in some fucking, some alter, alternate, uh, I don't even remember how we did it. We'd put in some like alternate, like browser or something, and we could just go to any fucking website we wanted to. Now, you don't even need a proxy. All you gotta do is download an app. Kids can lie. I mean, I was like the first person in my household. Like, I was the reason that internet even came into my house. I grabbed one of these free CDs uh, for 30 days of internet from AOL, from Circuit City, if you can remember. And I used my, I don't even know how the fuck I got it, but I used my mom's social security number so that I could sign up for internet. Boom, we got fucking internet in the house. Don't ask me how I did it. I figured it out on the computer. And then I think my parents were just forced to keep paying because, you know, you sign up for the 30-day trial and then you forget to fucking cancel it. And, then, you know, that was like, that was a long time ago. But it was it was a little bit sketchy then, but it's even more sketchy now. I mean, do you guys remember fucking LimeWire? You went on there to download... Uh, the new Linkin Park CD, the whole CD, and just get it for free. 
you download the whole thing, you wait like 16 hours and then you fucking open it and it's a it's a picture of like a horse fucking a chick. You think that's bad. Now you can buy fucking organs online. Yeah. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you didn't know any of this, you're welcome. Take that fucking phone away from your kids. Or at least put some heavier restrictions on it or something. I don't know. Oh, this is a good one. This is a great one. Back in my day, back in my day, we had, at school, we had like three main supplies. We had pencils. Okay, I'll say four. Pencils, highlighters, notebooks, or a notebook, and folders. And maybe some loose leaf. All right, five, six. Loose leaf. We had some loose leaf. And, and, and now, which I think is actually really cool, is kids, I don't know what grade it starts in, but I, th- I think it starts pretty early, pretty early on. Kids have these Chromebooks. So everything that they do, every, all the work they do is on a computer, which I think is actually really cool. Um, it, it cuts out the need for all this damn paper. Lord knows we're, we're wasting too much fucking paper. Uh, especially when you're a kid and you don't know how to like write or draw in the lines. So you, you're just like, you, one word takes up an entire piece of paper and you just fucking toss it. You don't even use the back of it. So I think that's really cool. It streamlines everything. Um, it makes it, I, I, from what I understand, it makes it so like the kids have to do their homework for the most part because then the, the teachers can see that they did it and submitted it. And there's like an accountability factor here. My mom told me that when I was younger, I would do my homework and I would just leave it in my folder and never turn it in. So the teacher would call my mom, my dad, and be like, hey, Nick didn't do his homework. And my mom's like, mm, he fucking did it. And come to find out, that shit was just, it was just in my folder because I never turned it in for whatever reason. <laughs> that sounds a lot like me. That's something I would do. But the Chromebooks is a great idea. I was definitely confused when I started seeing that, but uh, it seems it seems better. Uh, although, although there is something to be said about someone who can who can write. I mean, my 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 handwriting is still terrible, but just exercising the uh, the writing, even if it is terrible, I think is is good. Uh, like, I found out they took cursive out of the out of the uh, like the learning. Uh, the learning, uh, yeah, I can't even think of the fucking word right now, but they took cursive out of school, uh, and it's like, it's not even like they spent a whole bunch of time on it, I, I feel like when I learned cursive, we spent maybe a week on it, and everything that I know today is from that one week that we, that we did it, I, I think just being able to sign your name is super important. I don't see why why they would take that out or, or see it as not not as important. I mean, I get it. Nowadays, you can type your name in online, put it in the cursive, and then boom, that's your signature. Like e-signatures are a real thing now. Back then, it probably would have been considered uh, some terroristic threat or something. But these days. It suffices. You can just scribble and that's your signature. They don't even check it. But 
I, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully they bring it back. Hopefully they do. Or maybe in some schools they, they are still doing it and other schools they're not for whatever reason. But yeah, that that's uh, very confusing. Chromebook's good. Not learning, cur- not learning cursive is is terrible. Um, one thing that I've noticed, and, and not, not in everybody, not in all, every young kid, but there's, there's like this super, super lack of motivation in the younger generation. Um, because of my, my, because of what I do for work, I meet a lot of kids. I meet a lot of college kids. And one thing, the, the one person that made me really think about this, um, this kid said, he was 22 years old. He said, man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm so over this, man. Like, this is just so fucking difficult. Like, he, he was just already sick of the BS that's going on in the world and, and the, in going through school and, and getting a job. Like, he, he was already over it. I mean, I, this kid wasn't like suicidal or anything. Um, but he was just like, eh, I'm done. I'm just going to fucking, I'm going to do this. I'm going to coast and then that's it. You know, I'm just going to do this for the next, uh, you know, 50, 60 years. And it breaks my heart. Breaks my heart to hear that. You should, uh, you should at least make it to your thirties before you feel that way. But it feels like people are reaching that point so much fucking earlier than I remember. I, I, I still don't feel that way. There's, I'm not going to lie, there's days where I don't want to do anything, where I'm lazy, but at the end of the day, there's a, a burning desire inside of me that just, you got to keep it moving. And when I'm just sitting on the couch doing nothing, even if I have nothing to do, if everything's done, I still feel like shit for just sitting there. And and some of these kids, they just don't. I mean, I, mean, I try to... I try to talk to them and be like, you know, okay, so theoretically, let's say you don't like what what degree you're going for in college. If you could wake up tomorrow and do what you love, what would it be? And I know that's a really, really tough question to answer. Um, But the overwhelming amount of kids who have nothing... I mean, it's not even like, well, I love drawing, but I don't think I can make money at it. Or, well, I love making music. Or, or man, I want to fucking make YouTube videos. Some people have nothing to even grab onto. They have no idea what they would do if they could just stop what they're doing today. Stop going to fucking stupid college for no reason. Stop the debt. Stop it. They have no fucking clue what they would do. And... It's a little bit concerning. It's a little bit concerning. I mean, there's certainly been points in my life where I felt the same way. Where if someone asked me what I what I want to do, um, I I would where I wouldn't know what to say. I wouldn't have anything. Um, I was certainly there a couple years ago before I decided to uh, become a barber and to eventually buy my own business and all that. I mean, even even if someone asked me that today, right? I'm not going to say I want to be a barber for the, for the rest of my life. Um, being a barber is what I'm, what I do. I, I, it's something that I do, but it's not what I'm, I, I will 
there's a chance that I will always do it, but that's not necessarily what is going to be the main thing that I'm that I'm always doing. Um, I'm always looking for the next new thing, whatever is going to keep me excited and keep me on my toes and keep me learning. Um, so I do understand that, but the amount of the amount of kids that that have that at a young age, like there's no passion for anything, um, and, and I wonder where that comes from. I, I I don't know if they've just been burned out from school, from high school. Um, I know in some countries, I think someone told me the UK, I could be wrong about this, but I think someone said in the UK, you're forced to take a leap year. So you graduate whatever their equivalent of, of 12th grade is, and they force you. You can't go to college. They basically say, we are going to pay for your college, but you cannot we will not pay for it if you go right from graduation into college. You have to take a year off, whatever, get get whatever kind of job you think you might want for that period of time, get some life experience, and then after that time if you choose to go to college and you and, and you're you, you have an idea in mind of what you want to do, it's like you go to college. And I think not enough people here in the States do that. We go all the way from elementary school all the way up through graduation of 12th grade. And then we get back into school. I mean, a huge portion, huge portion and an important part of our life is spent in a box around the same fucking people. And then we go to college and you expect kids not to go fucking wild and get into drugs and drinking and, and, and fucking let loose. I mean... What do you think if you just let if you just kept a bunch of animals in a in a 10 by 10 box for like years, 10, 15 years and then you let them out there's going to be there's going to be a bunch of bunch of them that just fucking run out of there and go ape shit. And then you're going to have a bunch of they're going to have a few of them that just it's their safe haven. They don't know what else to do, so they just stay in there. And that's all they do. So, I, that's kind of you know, it's sad to see that, but I, I will say that I do meet kids the same age or even younger that are like, they're like, man, I, I fucking, I see what all this is. I see what this means. I know that this, that this structure that, that we've been put into is not healthy. It's not what, what the older generation is making it out to be. You don't need to go to college. I love hearing that from younger kids. I don't need to go to college. I know what I want to do. And that's that's the flip side of it. I, I don't know what the percentage is of how many people are uh, who feel that way and who are, you know, so-called woke to everything. But, uh, you know, even, even if there's five people I encounter in a week that are just down about school and just have no idea what the fuck they want to do, when there's that one person that, that I meet... It, it's, it's fucking, it's, it's phenomenal to see people with the fucking lights on. I mean, I don't think I was always, I think to an extent I was always a little bit ahead of my time. Uh, but I didn't really, I didn't really come into my own until a few years into living down south, living in Atlanta. I mean, I, I fully removed myself from what I was used to and threw myself into a different environment where I didn't know anybody, 
And I had two choices. I could sit in my apartment, my lonely apartment, with no fucking pictures on the wall, barely any furniture, barely any food, and just just sulk. Or I could throw myself out there, you know? And that's what I did. I, I randomly would go to just the local bar and just talk to people, which was always interesting, always a good story comes out of there, uh, which I could tell you guys at another time. Uh, but at the end of the day... Even if it's not going there and meeting people that I have lifelong relationships with, it's still the the fact that you're putting yourself out there, it it made me grow and it made me so much better at talking to people. Which was which I, I can never take back. Most of most of the growth I've done as a young adult would would be when I moved away, I would say. Um uh so yeah, I, I think it's sad that there's kids um, that already feel that way, but hopefully there's some sort of motivation that they could get. Um, I think, I think what's tough is there's so many, uh, there's so many people on social media, um, which I'm assuming these same young individuals consume just like all of us. There's so many people on there that seem like they're doing really well. They're they're like, you know, let's say these kids that I'm talking to are 22. Well, fuck that. There's a 19 year old kid on social media who's has the the dream life you know they live in this utopian world where they have nice cars and nice this and nice that so someone at 22 is like well, what the fuck am i doing you know i'm already a fucking loser at 22 years old because look at this person over here who's got everything and and i don't know i don't know if you guys know this but it's not all like that it's not you know, these people may seem like they have it all and have it all together. Um, and I'm not saying they're fucking sad behind the scenes, but it's not all it's not all what it seems like. It's very easy with social media to make your life seem a lot more interesting than it really is. Um, and it, although it's very, very hard to do, you just kind of not let yourself get sucked into that that trap and that feeling of like, you're worthless because it's not true. The The most important thing, and I, and I say this to people at least two or three times a week when it comes up in conversation, the most important thing in our lives are the direct people around us, the people that we decide are our best friends, the people who we choose to hang out with and to keep around us that make us feel good about ourselves. Those people are what matters. The people online don't do anything for us. They don't contribute to our life. They 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 just suck everything out of us if we let them if we let them have it. And so our job is to hold the importance hold the the people that are directly around us on a pedestal. And the people on social media, you could still consume that, but just know it's not real life. It's not real life. And as we move forward into a culture where the the line becomes more blurry between reality and virtual reality, you have to still know that the physical world that we're in is far more important. There's so many more things going on in this in the, in this physical world that we we can't run from. We have to we have to deal with them, but we also have to make a sweet sweet um home for ourselves. And not 
not focus so much on the bigger picture and, and focus more on the the smaller circle. Uh, they would call it the circle of influence. People that make us feel good about us, ourselves and the people that inspire us to want to do better. Those, that's what's important. So, you know, that's that's all I'm going to say about that. Let's let's talk about some positive things, right? How about these kids? Um, the fact that younger people seem more aware of of the BS that's going on these days in politics. I didn't become political until I was like 24, 25. Um, and I'm seeing kids younger and younger being more interested in politics and, and seeing what's really going on. I mean, more than, more than the older generation that's been following the news for 20 years of their lives. I mean, these, these younger kids are... The fact that we have our... The ability to look at so much information online and, and to have so many different sources, it's like we're reading things from all different sides of the, of the field and we're able to piece things together and figure out what's bullshit, what's not bullshit, what's kind of in the middle. And it's really nice to meet kids that are uh, in college but, but feel that way, that at least are aware of it. I, I don't think – I'm kind of – I don't know, I'm kind of torn when it comes to the whole idea of like, oh, well, you know, it's better to know than not to know at all. And and I think that maybe works if you're, if politics is like stressing you the fuck out. Um, I think it's good to know what's stressing you. Read into it, you know? That way you can at least get get some sort of answer that maybe makes you calm down a little bit. But if you are in your, your own little bubble, like we talked about just a couple minutes ago, and, and you're living your life, and you're, you're enjoying it, and you're making it fruitful and doing things that you enjoy, and you're around the people that you enjoy, um, chances are they are probably going to talk about politics at some point. Um, but don't, I, I think that you don't really need to indulge in, in that or get yourself wrapped up in that. It's easy to do, and who fucking knows what news source to go through. I used to think Reddit was a good one. I thought Reddit was like this side of the internet where you could really voice your opinion and you could really get some some solid news or some solid facts, but at the end of the day, it's still a social media platform in some some sense. And there's there are people behind the scenes that have left and right views, and you're going to figure that out pretty quick when you put your opinion out there. As I have, I've been, I've been uh, basically banned from a ton of groups that I had no idea what way they were leaning until they fucking banned me for an opinion I had. Um, that's neither here nor there. But I, I could tell you this: uh, when I talk about this stuff online, I'm not. Uh, I'm not an extremist on on either end. Just kind of voice my opinion. That's tends to be more like, well, it's kind of like, well, hey guys, don't you think we can all agree that you know this is correct and this is correct, like on both sides, but like this is wrong and this is wrong, and people don't like when you 
when you don't have a side or when you don't play a side. They fucking hate that. So, anyways, it's really good to see that that kids are are more into that, um, or at least just aware. Makes me feel a little bit better about things. It's funny. Sometimes you could talk to like a 18 year old kid and you're like, "Wow, man, you're fucking smart." Like you're like if your parents were here, I would I would really I'd give them a hug, maybe a kiss, because they did a good job, did a damn good job. I hope my kids are like that. I don't know if it's something their parents did, um, but I can tell you this: my growing up, I didn't know what my parents' political views were. I didn't really know until the last couple of years. So I don't know. Maybe the fact that my parents didn't really push me in either direction helped because I kind of figured out for myself but I couldn't really speak on those individual people that I've talked to what their home lives were as far as that goes but maybe next time I see them I can ask them that'd be that'd be nice oh man I feel like things I feel like there's a there's a cycle going around like back in the uh Back back in the hippie days, there was you know we had a lot of free spirits, people that that didn't really buy into the whole uh, social construct and the way things so-called you know should be uh, or how how things are intended to be. It kind of broke outside that box, which seemed like a very wild time. I watched some documentaries and it went on. Those those times did see, seem pretty wild. Uh, there was definitely some folks that were off the rails, but but at the end, at the, at the heart of it, I think people wanted to. They were like trying to cleanse themselves. I think people, there's people that just feel dirty with what what's going on. I mean, right now we have we have the uh, the war going on over in over in Russia and Ukraine. Well, in Ukraine because of Russia, uh, and we had COVID for a few years, and we got this political divide, and and all these social issues. I think people are starting to feel really dirty and they just need to wash themselves. So I've been seeing a lot more uh, people that are like free spirits, especially, again, I'm going to say it, young kids, free spirits. Just, I just want to fucking live, man. I mean, the amount of people I talk to that, that are, are going rock climbing all the time or going hiking and camping. I mean, people just want to be away from this world, uh, away from the the typical society and the lights and the social media people want to go away from where there's network where you can you know have service on your phone the shitty part is they're putting the fucking network everywhere so you know a couple years ago when I went to the Adirondacks no service I went this past year and there's fucking service like everywhere everywhere you go you can get service so they're doing a damn good job at at keeping everybody connected. But it's good, it's bad. There's a lot going on. I think uh I'm pretty sure Mark Zuckerberg is is going in the direction of wanting things to be he, I think he wants people to live in a virtual reality. I think that's where it's going because that, that's actually indefinitely where it's going. Or at least where where it's going to be they're trying to push it uh, because the way that the way that technology is now, and I'm 
I'm pretty sure they're already doing it in the the metaverse, if you will. But you can monetize anything. So, boom, you get these sick goggles for like 300 bucks. Boom, you're in the virtual reality. You can live in this world. You can you can buy a house in there. You can have a family. You could do all these different things. But if you want to do more than just like what, you know, the standard of like what comes with it, you got to pay a subscription. And then there, and then within the virtual world, you're going to have advertisements just like you have in the real world. You don't think they're going to put some fucking billboards up in the virtual world and throw some some ads on there of real companies? That's they're going to fucking do it. They're going to make a lot of money doing it as well. They're going to sell houses in there. They're going to sell properties, cars, you name it. They're going to monetize every fucking thing in a virtual reality. And there's going to be people that buy it. Because it's fun. On the face of it, it's it's fun. It's cool. It's different. But at the core of it, it's going to it's going to become a problem. I can already tell you it's going to become a problem. I've seen Black Mirror. It's going to become a problem. You guys remember that that uh You guys remember that that one episode in Black Mirror where uh the two the, <laughs> uh the two buds they were catching up after many many years. They they were I don't know, busy in their personal lives, their careers and stuff and they meet up at a at a birthday party or or some sort of some sort of party and the one guy gives the other guy this this gift and it's an attachment that goes on to a VR headset. Well, the attachment allows for them to play together, play games. So they're like, cool, man, let's fucking try this out. One dude's at his house, the other dude's at his own house. And they're playing a game that kind of resembles uh, like Mortal Kombat or something, something that, that type of fighting style. Uh, one guy decides to be this fighter that's like this buff Asian dude or something like that, and the other guy decides to be like this hot... Asian chick and what do you think the first within like the first 10 minutes of them doing this playing this game they fucking start hooking up virtual reality then before you know it they're like all confused and like thinking man do we really like each other like what the fuck like in the real world do we like each other and then the one dude's like yo man I can't do this anymore it's hurting my marriage I'm not doing this shit and the other guy's like come on man we gotta get on here fucking we gotta fuck on here man like, that's what fucking, that's what dudes do when they get virtual reality. That's the first thing that's going to happen if it, if it hasn't already happened. There's some marriages going down tonight. I know what you're thinking. I'm not getting that fucking headset. Not going to happen. I did put one on one time, though. It was pretty cool. But I know what, I know what that happened. I know what happens when you do that. Just like the idea of, when I first thought of doing a podcast, I was like, I'm going to do a podcast where I'm going to try a different kind of bourbon every single week or every single episode. I'm going to try it. And as things progress, I'm going to do more expensive bottles. I knew that would I knew that would lead to being an alcoholic. So I put a stop to that. I did like maybe two episodes where I was trying these, these different whiskeys or whatever. And I had to put an end to it. Did not want to become an alcoholic. I'm not trying to hook up with my dude friends. Not going to fucking happen. You're welcome. Free entertainment. <laughs> well, 
I have no more on this topic. I have no more on this topic, but back in my day, maybe that's what it's going to be called, back in my day. So anytime I get the idea of something that I notice is just much different than from what I remembered, I'm just going to do a do an episode about it. Who knows, maybe it'll become a thing. Maybe I'll wait for it to become a thing when, when I get my podcast studio. Who fucking knows? But... All I gotta say is the fucking Bills lost yesterday. They played like shit. Still love them, but they played like shit. Whatever your team is, good luck. And uh, we'll see you guys in the Super Bowl.